What up, guys? Welcome back to Money Making Moves. Talking about some starts and sits of the week on the offensive side of things. Let's just kick it off with the QBs. Dak versus Seattle. Seattle seems like a tough D on paper, but they've been giving up big games to the quarterback. So Dak's the obvious guy, you know, amongst this list. Big Ben versus Houston. Dude's going to be slinging it. Houston, they've gone up against some tough teams so far, but either way, that defense just doesn't look that good. And I think Big Ben's going to be chucking it a lot. Okay, last guy here, Cam versus the Raiders. Okay, so Cam's getting it done with his legs, and he's the best running back they got, and he's the best quarterback they got. I think versus the Raiders, you got to lock and load him. He's going to be at home. So here's a couple deep streamer guys, or if you're in a super flex or 2QB, you know, like I am, guys you could throw in as a second QB. Trubisky versus Atlanta. Atlanta has given up a lot of points to the quarterbacks, and Trubisky, he doesn't look half bad. You know, barely looked half good, but, you know, for your second QB in a 2QB league, not too bad. Okay, next guy here, Haskins going up against Cleveland. He's been looking better and better. Let's see if he uses his legs a little bit more. But the connection that he showed with Terry McLaurin last week makes me want to get him in the game versus Cleveland because Cleveland's D hasn't been the best. Let's just be honest. You know, they're not dog shit like I originally thought that they were, but they're not that good. So fire up Haskins in your 2QB or Superflex leagues. Okay, last guy for the Superflex and 2QB leagues, Justin Herbert going up against that shitty Carolina defense. Oh, man. He looked really good last week. And as much as I've been hating on the kid, you know, it was more me hating on the Chargers and just the way that they just seem to ruin the quarterbacks, you know, somehow or don't let him live up to the potential. Rivers always did good, but it seemed like they were always just holding him back, you know. So Herbert, he looked good in the first week, and he went up against Kansas City, who is a way better defense than Carolina. So let's fire up Herbert, especially if you're in that 2QB league. Before we get into running backs, I want to mention my brand that's doing a giveaway, IDP Life. So for you hardcore IDP people, you know, let's get in on it. So we're giving away three of these T-shirts, fuck team defense style. And go look at the Linktree link in the description of this video. It's mostly just about following me on various social medias. So go follow me on all social media. Follow me on Patreon and go support there. You can support for as little as a dollar. You get bonus entries for signing up on Patreon. I'll, I'll give a little bit more info at the end of the video. Let's get into the running backs. Okay, these are the running back starts. So Drake versus Detroit. Drake's been getting a good amount of volume. I mean, last week he had 20 touches. He just happened to go up against Washington, and their defense is pretty beastly. Detroit, not so much. So I'm firing up Drake. Um, and there's been a lot of people asking if they should start him or sit him this week. I'm just in all the hundreds of comments that I've got. So starting Drake with confidence this week. Okay, second on the list, Connor. Going up against Houston. Houston's defense, they're not showing out. I think that the way they used Connor showed they're going to get him involved and get him involved early. He's the guy there. He proved it. Start him in Houston or start him versus Houston with confidence. Third guy here. He should already be obvious and should be a must start, but a lot of people this week have been asking me, should I start him? Jonathan Taylor. He is a must start every single week. Indy's got the best line in the league. They're going up against the Jets. The Jets are dog shit. Make sure you start him if you have him. He does not sit on your team, okay? Let's just make that clear because he's never going to be on this list again for me. He should be an obvious start every week. Last one. It's a package deal. The Chargers running backs going up against Carolina. Carolina has given up 
if not the most points to the running back, damn near close. I mean, everybody is balling out versus Carolina. I think this is a get-right game for Austin Eckler going up against Carolina, and I think that they're going to get enough volume to where you can throw Kelly in as a flex as well. So both Chargers running backs starting with confidence versus Carolina. 420 break. Where my 420 peeps at? Make sure you join me tomorrow on the live stream. <coughs> had to smoke a lot. We had two hours <coughs> worth of questions. That's tomorrow, Saturday, 12 noon Pacific time. See you there. Let's hop back into the episode. How about some running backs flex consideration, guys? McKinnon going up against the Giants. Hopefully you got him off of waivers. I don't think Mostert is playing. We know Tevin Coleman's not playing. We know that everybody's banged up. We know that Kittle's out. I think they lean on McKinnon, and Giants do not have the best defense. So McKinnon, flex consideration. Montgomery in the flex consideration, going up against Atlanta, and they're not so good defense. They already showed that they're giving Montgomery a little bit more volume. I think he's a solid, solid flex play this week. Last guy, Devin Singletary versus the Rams. We know Moss is out. He's not playing. I think he is a decent flex play, at least for the volume. He's going to get in the end zone. He hasn't yet. He's going to get in the end zone. If he's going to do it, this week is the week with Moss out. He's fighting for a starting job here. They're already starting to give Moss more percentage of the snaps, so he better come through this week, or he might be borderline droppable once Moss comes back. Okay, let's get into those wide receivers. First guy on the list, he is underwhelmed for the first two weeks. Let's be honest, but Allen Robinson going up against that Atlanta defense. Atlanta has been in shootouts both weeks of the both weeks of the season so far. You just want a piece of the players that are going up against Atlanta. So Allen Robinson, start him. Keenan Allen. If you saw the way that Herbert and Allen, they had a little bit of a connection going. Herbert was moving out of the pocket, and he was going for Allen deep. I mean, Allen looked the best that I've seen him in the last couple years, and it's because Phillip Rivers, and, you know, he's too accurate for his own good, and he's anti-mobile. So Herbert just being a tiny bit mobile, he didn't even have to run that much, but just getting out of the pocket, he was looking for Allen deep, and I'm going to play on that connection. Deontay Johnson, he was someone that I said was in flex consideration last week. Now he's a full-blown start going up against Houston. Now we know Brett, we know Roby is going to be on Juju. So that opens up the field for Deontay Johnson. Deontay Johnson's the target leader on that team. Big Ben is looking for him, and he's looking for him often. Get him in your lineup. He is a start. Some flex consideration, guys. So Tyler Boyd going up against the Eagles. I think that Darius Slay is going to be on A.J. Green, you know, for most of the game. Eagles, they're giving up decent amount of points to the, to the slot. That's where Tyler Boyd mostly plays. So I'm going to go off of that matchup, and Tyler Boyd is in flex consideration for me. Deshaun Jackson, someone who was like my sit of the week last week, going up against Cincinnati, had another injury to Rager, and Alshon Jeffrey, he is not playing, at least not this week anyways. So if there was ever a week to fire up Jackson, this week is the week because Cincinnati's defense is looking horrible. They made the Cleveland Browns look like they were, 
I don't know, the Cleveland Browns of the 60s back with Jim Brown or something, the last time they ever looked good. So Deshaun Jackson flex consideration. This is the one time that I, out of the whole season, that I think you could fire him up. Nikhil Harry going up against the Raiders. He was a target hog last week. Him and Edelman were getting a lot of targets. So I think both guys should be in flex consideration if Edelman's not already in your starting lineup. But Nikhil Harry, he is questionable for the game. He did practice today. So that is a step in the right direction. So Nikhil Harry, definitely in flex consideration. C.D. Lamb going up against Seattle. I think he's a week or two away from being, you know, an every week starter. He's just getting a lot of volume there. He's, he's surpassed Michael Gallup, and it looks like him and Amari are the 1A and the 1B as far as the targets go. C.D. Lamb, flex consideration. Probably just want to get him in your lineup. Last guy here, Russell Gage. I've been telling you about him for the last two weeks. Go out and get him if he's still on waivers. Julio Jones is a game-time decision. Even if Julio Jones does play, Russell Gage is already a good play. If, Russ, if Julio Jones doesn't play, Russell Gage is borderline top 15 play because we know Ridley's going to be getting the best defender on him. So it's just going to open up more room for Russell to work. So going up against Chicago, they don't have the worst defense, but they don't have the best. Kind of been middle of the road so far. And the way that Atlanta has been chucking it, I think that Russell Gage is a safe play this week. All right, let's hop into those tight ends. Starting off with Tyler Higby going up against Buffalo. If there's anywhere in the field where Buffalo is weak, it's at their linebacker spot right now. Losing Edmonds and Milano, they're a little bit weak at linebacker. So I doubled down on Tyler Higby and his big game that he had last week going up against Buffalo. We already know that Buffalo, they got shut down corner to Davius White there. I don't think he's going to be shutting down Robert Woods 100% because of the way that they use Woods. But you're not going to be thrown to White you know, no matter who he's on, you know, that often. So Tyler Higby is a great start this week. Hunter Henry versus Carolina. The rapport's there between him and Herbert. I mean, Herbert loved going to him last week. I'm going to bank on that volume versus shitty Carolina team. Eagles tight ends, both of them, Ertz and Goddard. I think they have a bounce back week versus Cincinnati. It's pretty much those two and Deshaun Jackson. I mean, since he doesn't have people to where they can lock down anybody. So even though the game plan should be pretty obvious for the Eagles and who they're going to be targeting, I feel like Cincinnati's defense is so shitty, it doesn't matter. You got to get both guys in your lineup. How about some streamer tight ends, those lower-owned guys? Drew Sample going up against Philly. Man, did Burrow love targeting him last week, especially if he's available right now and, you know, maybe you have George Kittle or, you know, someone else who's borderline on playing. Go out and get Drew Sample. Have you seen his schedule coming up? It looks like a sweetheart of a schedule, and Burrow loved targeting him. So he's someone you got to go get up, and you can stream this week for sure. Logan Thomas, he underwhelmed last week um you know not gonna lie compared to the week before where at least he got i mean the td is what made his game going up against cleveland i feel like it's a good matchup he should be getting more volume than he got in both the last weeks combined always got a shot for a td he's one of haskins favorite targets so logan thomas definitely a streamer that you should be thinking about okay my last guy here mo alley cox <laughs> hope that made you laugh dj so jack doyle he is going to play. At least that's the way that they're making it seem. He got in a day of practice. They're making it seem like he's going to play. Jack Doyle, he's always injured, and I know he's always, you know, just kind of lingering around. Mo Ali Cox was balling 
last week. And I didn't see Rivers with that kind of rapport with Jack Doyle in the first week. Maybe Doyle was kind of hobbled in the first week. I don't even know. But it doesn't matter. Rivers pretty much showed that Mo Ali Cox is his favorite target. And he hasn't targeted anybody as much as he's targeted him in a single game throughout throughout the first two games. So he's a He's a deep dive sleeper, but he's someone that I would want on my team either way because Jack Doyle is always getting injured. And if Jack Doyle doesn't play, Mo Ali Cox just seems like he's one game away from a set it and forget it, you know, top 12 tight end. For those guys who need someone big, that deep, my deep dive sneaky play of the week this week is going to be Demarcus Robinson versus Baltimore. We already know that Baltimore is going to be keying in on Hill pretty much as everybody is. Sammy Watkins is still in concussion protocol. I'm just assuming that with, with Sammy Watkins' injury history, you know, as a whole, they're probably just going to want to play it safe. And the NFL in general is playing it safe, especially with concussions. So I think Demarcus Robinson is one of those guys. If you play in a deeper league, if you need someone because you have some injuries and you need a, a guy to throw in your flex, especially on Monday night, that's going to be a huge game. I know that everyone thinks that it's going to be a lot of defense, but Patrick Mahomes steps up even when he's playing those tough defenses. He may only step up in the second half, but all you need is one huge play out of Robinson. Let's remember last year when he balled out, it was that game that Sammy Watkins missed, and they hit Robinson really, really big. So my deep dive sneaky play of the week, Demarcus Robinson going up against Baltimore. Okay, so you guys know that I'm all about fuck team defense, but I do know that there's some people out there who need, you know, some information on the start. So I'm a man of the people. I'm going to make sure I give you some info. I got four defenses here that I think are, are decent starts of the week. I didn't go with the obvious guys. So Washington versus Cleveland. I think Washington is just worth a start almost every week. Let's see what they do against Cleveland here. Colts versus the Jets. Colts are banged. Uh, the Jets, they're banged up all over the field, especially on offense. Colts showed that the Colts showed that they 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 have the defense that we thought they did. Week one, Gardner Minshew kind of tore them up, but they just destroyed Kirk Cousins last week. And that defense is a force to be reckoned with. Okay, how about the Chargers going up against Carolina? That's a good start. I know the Chargers are probably owned in a lot of leagues, but definitely worth the start there. And Arizona versus Detroit. Arizona's got some playmakers on their defense and Detroit hasn't really looked the best on offense. So I think Arizona is one of those teams that you can just uh, throw out there this week. Definitely a decent start of the week. Okay. Those were all the guys in the plus matchups. Now let me get into my sits of the week. I hope I don't piss anybody off with this. Starting uh, Breeze with uh, going up against Green Bay. Without Michael Thomas, that offense just looks shook. And maybe they were overlooking the Raiders, you know, this past week on Monday night getting ready for Green Bay because this game, you know, on paper should be one of the games of the week. But one thing I've learned about the shit that should be on paper isn't the case. I'm getting rid of the on paper shit, you know. I'm just going by, my, by the eye test last week. They looked bad without Michael Thomas. Breeze did not know who to go to. There's no clear-cut number one. I thought that Jared Cook would be the clear-cut number one. He got less targets than the week before when Michael Thomas was there. I think that the defense was just keying in on him more, and it made Breeze have to throw to Smith and Sanders more, and those guys just weren't getting the best separation. So he's my sit of the week, and he's really not going to be in any of my lineups until Michael Thomas comes back. So don't be surprised if you see him here again. Matt Stafford going up against Arizona. Just talked about Arizona and how good of a defense they are and why I think you should start them if you play in team defense leagues. Stafford has not looked the best, 
I know Galladay is coming back, but he's also going up against Patrick Peterson. Christian Kirk is out, so that's one weapon down. I know there's a couple guys, you know, like Andy Isabella, you know, who could step it up. Larry Fitzgerald, he, he got a lot of targets last week, but Stafford's my next hit of the week going up against Arizona. I know Kenny Galladay is back, but he's more than likely going to be shadowed by Patrick Peterson, so not the best matchup. Arizona's got some playmakers. I think that Stafford and the Detroit Lions, they kind of look a little bit lost, and, you know, it's probably due to Kenny Galladay not being there. But they can't get the run game going either. I mean, I know Peterson had a whatever game, you know, in the first week. But if they can't get that run game going, I mean, why aren't teams just going to sit back, you know, and just rush four against them, especially when you got, you know, a decent front four like the Arizona Cardinals have, you know, plus their, plus their linebackers, Hicks and Campbell, ballers. So I'm sitting Stafford. Next guy, Cousins. We don't even have to say much about him. <laughs> he got negative points last week. So – we're, we're sitting – I'm sitting him until further notice, and, I mean, he's borderline droppable in um, super flex leagues right now. How about some running back sets of the week? Nick Chubb going up against Washington. Washington's holding it down with their front seven, and they are not giving up a lot of rushing yards to teams. I, I feel like it's going to be a really big hunt game just because they're going to be passing it a lot. And Nick Chubb, why don't they like him? <laughs> he's a good running back, but uh, I got to sit him versus Washington, especially if you have good, uh, especially if you got good options behind him. And remember, these are sits of the week. Don't sit these guys for scrubs, you know, don't sit them for nobodies. But if you have decent options behind these guys and you're, you know, you got guys on the fringe that you can start, that, that's what I'm talking about. Don't just sit these guys for bums. Remember that. David Johnson going up against Pittsburgh. So last week, Gordon was the running back who went up against Pittsburgh. He got bailed out by that late TD. I, I'm just uh, – I'm slowing my roll on David Johnson. He's looked okay in the first two weeks. I mean, last week wasn't that good. Week one, he did look good. But versus Pittsburgh, I, I'm just – I'm pumping the brakes and I'm sitting him if I can. Devonta Freeman, who was like the flavor of the week, do not start him. Don't be one of those guys. He's literally been on the team like, what, four days, five days, you know, whatever it is. If he starts, he might not even suit up. Like, how, how many practices did he get in? I think he signed with the team on Wednesday, so I, he may have practiced on Wednesday. But either way, that's less than a week of practice, no matter what. If you picked him up, just put him on your bench. Don't even think twice. It's going to be a Wayne Gallman game. It's going to be a Dar um, Darren Dion Lewis game. It's going to be a game for Darius Slayton, uh, you know, probably not Ingram because uh, Sam Fran holds down the uh, tight ends pretty good. Don't be that guy. Don't start Freeman. Just leave him on your bench if you got him. Okay, my wide receiver sits of the week. Jerry Judy's my first wide receiver. It's already been announced that he's a game time decision. I made this decision last night as uh, my start of the as my sit of the week for Jerry Judy because he's going up against Carlton Davis. So either way, it's not a good matchup. He's not. We don't. We just don't know yet. We don't know how he's going to look against the number one defender. You know, versus these number one cornerbacks. He doesn't have Cortland Sutton there to take away the big defender anymore. So I, not saying I got to see it to believe it, but it's not a good matchup for him. So I'm just pumping the brakes and being a game time decision. I'm already making other arrangements if I have him on my team. So make sure you're make sure you're following me so you can see the news. You know, coming out on Sunday. But he's a full blown game time decision. Next guy, A.J. Green going up against the Eagles and, more importantly, going up against Darius Slay, more than likely. 
I'm pumping the brakes on him. He hasn't really been worth starting, you know, too much. I really think it's a big sample and a big Boyd week this week. And um, we'll see if Joe Mixon can kind of get back in the mixin. <laughs> but uh, he, I don't know what it is. Like, why do you sign this guy now? After all this time and all this, you know, bullshit, why do you sign him now and then not make him the guy? I mean, I, I know that Burrow is the guy, but Burrow needs to feed off a of Mixon. Come on, guys. Let's go. Get Mixon the ball a little bit more. Get him involved in the pass game. What the hell is wrong with you? I know Gio Bernard is there. Get Mixon involved in the pass game. <laughs> you guys are the coaches. You guys weren't watching last year when Mixon got involved in the pass game? <laughs> Come on, man. It shouldn't take someone like me to tell you that. Jesus. All right. Last one. T.Y. Hilton going up against the Jets. Not necessarily because of the matchup. I just feel that Rivers and T.Y., they don't have that rapport. I don't know what it is. Rivers, he loves throwing to the running backs, and he loves throwing to the um, tight ends. I don't know what it is with Rivers, but T.Y. Hilton, he was making a lot of his money on big plays, catching the ball, getting that yak. Phillip Rivers is not a yak guy. Like, he's so accurate that he'll throw it to you and he'll put it on you and he'll keep it away from the defender, but you're probably not going to pick up much yak. So I, I'm pumping the brakes on T.Y. Hilton. I know a lot of people are going to be starting him, you know, in a juicy matchup. DJ, if you're watching this, don't worry. I'll apologize to you if I'm wrong, but Rivers has not showed that he's got the rapport with Hilton. So I'm pumping those brakes and I'm sitting him. Okay, so how about some tight end sits of the week? T.J. Hawkinson going up against Arizona. Galladay's back. Not good for him. I'm, he's not getting covered by the best corner either way. So Galladay coming back didn't help or hurt the coverage that he's got going against him. But Arizona, man, they got those linebackers in the middle just balling. So I'm pumping the brakes on TJ Hawkinson. Week one, he was worth starting. Eh, so-so week two. I'm just pumping the brakes on them going up against uh, the Cardinals. Okay, Austin Hooper. I know that people – I've been seeing a lot of people ask if they should start him. Why? He's getting no targets. <laughs> He's averaging three targets a game. Not even three receptions a game. Three targets a game. He He's borderline droppable. Um, I, I know you want to hold him because you drafted him as your number one tight end, but there's so many guys that I would rather have as a, <laughs> as a streamer. You know, right now, I mean, I'd go pick up Sample. I'd go pick up Schultz. I'd go pick up a handful of guys and drop Hooper, you know, Drop him like a, drop it like it's hot, baby. Just get him off your team. Okay, Jared Cook. He is trending in the wrong direction. In week one, when they had Michael Thomas out there, he looked good. He looked like he was worth starting in week two. He was one of my starts of the week for week two. Made me look bad. But it's because of the defense. The defense keyed in on him. He was the number one target for Drew Brees in the Raiders' mind, and they shut him down. He didn't do nothing. Um, he's also getting 65% of the snaps in both games. I assumed that Jared Cook would be getting more than 65% of the snaps in week two when you got Michael Thomas out because I just assumed he was going to be getting more targets. He got less targets in week two than he did week one. So I'm pumping the brakes, even though everyone thinks that Jared Cook is Drew Brees' number one target. He should be, but I'm just pumping the brakes and I'm going with somebody else. Okay, so team defense. Uh, I'm a man of the people, okay? I won't talk shit but some defenses to sit. The Saints versus Green Bay. I know that Adams is kind of a long shot to play, but Aaron Rodgers has been getting it done, and he's going to be throwing the ball a lot to Aaron Jones out of the backfield. Aaron Jones is going to have a huge game, so I'm pumping the brake on the Saints. 
Bears versus Atlanta. I don't think any defense should be started versus Atlanta. Not right now, anyways. I mean, they're just chucking the ball all over the place. They're putting up points. Not starting the Bears versus Atlanta. Vikings, just because I saw how much they were actually started and how much they're actually owned, I'll mention them. Going up against Tennessee, I'm sitting them. It's going to be a big Derrick Henry game. It's going to be a big John New game. I'm uh, sitting the Vikings. Now, how about the Rams versus Buffalo? Rams haven't been half bad throughout the season so far. Going up against Buffalo, going up against Josh Allen, I'm pumping the brakes. I'm sitting. All right, guys, thanks for joining. One more time, got the giveaway. It's for these shirts. Fuck team defense from IDP people. <laughs> Sorry, defensive people, if you're still watching it. But if you're not in an IDP league, you should be already. Make sure you get into one next year. I'll help you out. I'll start one for my, just for the followers, you know, next year for people who've never done IDP before. Then I can dominate you, you know, year one. Just messing around. All right, so just go look at the Linktree link. A lot of it's about following me on social media. Go look at the post, my pin post on Facebook and on Twitter. That's where you can see more specifics, but it's all about following me. So you want a bunch of entries, you know, right away, you get three entries for following me anywhere on social media, YouTube, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, TikTok. Just send me a message with a screenshot if um, you're not responding to the actual post itself. Go follow me on TikTok. I'm putting a lot of content there, getting a lot of love early because there's not a lot of fantasy content, you know, there besides the dumbass fantasy football counselor. I mean, he's there, but I don't even know if he's uh, giving his crazy takes on TikTok all the time. So go follow me everywhere on social media. You get bonus entries for joining uh, through Patreon. Join for as little as a dollar. There's other options on there. You know, help me get these growers up there. Alfie, thanks for being the guy who signed up a couple days ago. Appreciate the love. Hopefully you're on this video right now. We got the start and sit live stream tomorrow. That's when the giveaway is going to be happening. I'm giving away three shirts on tomorrow's show. We had a two-hour show last week because we had so many people coming on with questions. So I'm not going to do all the, all the shirts at once. I'm going to spread them out throughout the throughout the video and throughout the live stream and if you're not following me on apple podcasts or on spotify go follow me there fantasy football hustler peace